Welcome to the Better the Pond podcast. In each episode, Warren Berry, CEO and founder of Instinctive Solutions, talks to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. We'll discover what makes each guest a bit of an odd duck and how they continue to better the pond around us. The migration starts right now with our host, Warren Berry. everyone, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Better the Pond podcast, where we talk to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. My name is Warren Berry, and I'm your host and the founder of Instinctive Solutions, where we believe that everyone is an odd duck, but that's what makes them awesome. Today, our guest is Amrish Khan, the son of immigrant parents. Amrish learned at a very young age about community, mentoring, and making an impact. Amrish witnessed people coming in to see his father and looking for guidance, inspiration, and education. Years later, Amrish is doing the same thing for others in the dental industry. It doesn't stop there. Amrish has helped create the Shine Dental Clinic in Edmonton, helping inner city families. His present endeavor is the Cause to Smile campaign to support worthwhile causes as the Women's Emergency Outreach Center in Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, and this is only the beginning. This podcast will definitely make you smile when you hear what Amrish is doing to better the pond. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you Amrish Khan. All right, you got her? Got it, yep. Perfect. All right, Amrish Khanna, uh, thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy, busy guy. So uh, I really appreciate you um, blocking this time out to be a guest on my Better the Pond podcast. Thank you so much, Amrish. Thank you, and I really appreciate your patience So getting me on this as well, too. I know we've been talking about this for a little while, and it's, uh, I'm super excited to be here today. Uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you through our, you know, our tech circle and uh, excited to be on your podcast today. Yes, that's great. Yeah. So let's do, we'll do a little shout out, I guess, for Tech Canada uh, while we're here. So that's actually where we met originally. And, you know, one of the things that why you're, why you're here, because um, uh, we had talked after the meeting, was your cause to smile and on the things that you're doing to better the pond. So you really inspired me. And immediately we connected and said, hey, we got we to gotta tell this story. So that's why we're here today. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited to chat about it. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Perfect. So before we get into like, I want to get into your backstory and all that. But before we dump into to sort of, you know, dive into that side of it, can you just sort of tell my listeners a little bit sort of, you know, what you're doing? Uh, give us kind of like a, an overview of, of your practice and kind of what you're doing on a, on a day to day basis with your business. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a dentist and I've been practicing for just a bit over 15 years now, um, you know, born and raised Calgarian and the University of Alberta grad, did a residency program out in New York City for a year. So I am from a clinical practice standpoint, I love doing surgery, sedation and more complex care. So I, you know, patients that have complex needs when it comes to rehabilitation of their bite, um, patients uh, that we treat for obstructive sleep apnea, those kind of things. So that's my clinical practice. Um, I own two, co-own two clinics uh, with my brother and my wife. And so we have two clinics in Calgary together. And um, that's where we, we live and uh, breathe when we're seeing patients. Um, <laughs> when I'm not seeing patients involved in a, a couple other things too. So Cause to Smile being one that I know we'll talk a lot about today, uh, which is uh, my not-for-profit organization. And, um, and then also involved in education and technology. So that's something that I've really, you know, embraced over the past couple of years, especially coming after um, the pandemic closure and that kind of thing. Um, giving back to the dental community, being involved in the dental community, sharing my experiences and finding in a way, innovative ways to do what we do better has been a, a big journey that I've been on over the past two years. So um, I have an education platform where I'm helping dentists on a you know one-to-one -one basis when it comes to clinical growth, different areas of clinical opportunities that they want to um, grow and excel in, and then also business growth. So taking a lot of what I've learned over the years in tech uh, through my own businesses as well, we've gone through lots of ups and downs. With we lost, we bought our first clinic, lost it a year later from the big floods that hit the hit Calgary back in 2013. Um, so I. 
you know, I joke and say that we have, we learned a lot of hard business lessons that probably some business owners and dentists never learn in their entire career. And we had to be forced to learn a lot of it, like right in our first year of ownership. And then, you know, dealing with, you know, the oil decline and, you know, then the pandemic and everything. So really moved on this journey of like, you know, how do I make the, the go forward years of my life look different than the last many years of my life? And what did I learn from there? And how can I help others to, to, um, you know, help what where achieve what they want to achieve. And I, I, I think, um, all of this stuff that ties together for me, you know, with my personal values, inspire, influence, educate, you can see behind me here today, but that's my, what really drives me in everything I do, whether it's me as a dentist, an educator, an innovator, um, and in community, because I want to take the experiences that I've had and help others. And then on the innovation side, um, I have a dental tech startup called OraQ AI, and uh, we're working on uh, software development right now, utilizing artificial intelligence and machine learning to help uh, dentists do what we do when it comes to diagnostics better. So how do we bring consistency to practitioners so we can drive consistency amongst diagnosis, provide real-time insights to practitioners so they can see it. You know, I describe it as Imagine a world where we had uh, a thousand, the mind and wisdom of a thousand dentists sitting behind us when we're looking at every patient and the patients also see that, wow, like there's this technology here that's helping, you know, me look at my overall scope of care in a whole new way. And, um, you know, I think this technology is here. It's already in medical and it's here in dental. And, you know, we're really trying to drive an innovative approach to, again, drive better patient care and at the same time grow our businesses because um, that's one of the biggest issues we see to scale a dental business is how do you, how do you, um, you know, you need practitioners to all be effective. You need them to all, you know, be consistent so they can give the same patient experience, same diagnostic experience, and then execute on that treatment because that's how a dental business makes money. So how do we do that ethically, um, but more effective? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of really interesting things that you said there, Amrish, before you jump into this, because I just I think it's fascinating uh, of, of just you're taking you're taking your your dentistry experience. So you went to school, you became a dentist and you've you, you've you've done that piece. And then you're you know, you're so interested in education and now you're taking it into I.T. So into the technology world, which is fascinating. But my point to this is, is what's you know, you said you learned. From losing the business, which, you know, I mean, for every every bad thing that's happened, there's always a positive that comes out of it. So you learn more in that period of time. But what's, what I find interesting, especially in healthcare, you know, whether it's dentistry, medicine, you know, um, chiropractic, whatever, you go, to, you go to college and you learn how to do your craft. You learn how to do your art. But whoever teaches you how to be a business person, whoever teaches you how to run a practice, whoever teaches you how to actually think from a business perspective, and, uh, you know, you, you, here you are, you get out of school, you're a dentist and now what? Like, and you have to be an entrepreneur, you know, and, but That's no one ever really fair. teaches you how to do that. So, uh, so kudos to you um, for actually taking what you've learned along the way and then helping other dentists, whatever, do, do what you've learned to do. You just kind of, I guess, would say, probably say kind of learned it the hard way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's what started the tech journey for us, actually, because, once uh, we lost the clinic, I had to rebuild the whole clinic. You know, we were heavily invested in purchasing, you know, a big uh, business here and then you lose it and your revenue source and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, we invested more money to rebuild it and so on. So we're like, we really got to get our heads uh, on right here. Otherwise, this is not going to look good, you know, 10 years down the road. So that's, you know, how I got introduced to tech and um, tech opened up my eyes to a whole new way of looking at business. Um, you know, I think we're very siloed in our own industries often. Mm -hmm. And in dentistry, I can speak to dentistry is everybody in dentistry does dental practice management courses. They do dental business courses because, and I was guilty of this too, is I felt, well, how can you tell me about my business when you don't know about dentistry, right? Like I need, I need to learn it from uh, somebody who understands the dental business because my business is different than whatever other business, right? Correct. And when I, I got, you know, into tech, that's where I think it opened up a whole new world because business is business is business and the fundamentals behind business and learning from, I think, a broader perspective is beneficial versus just doing it the way that you always do it in that industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And both are good. I mean, I still continue learning from dental practice uh, management courses and 
and speakers and everything, lots of great things to always learn there. But it started helping me look at business differently and, and understanding the different aspects to effectively execute on it. And, you know, I think it's a lifelong learning process, uh, you know, by no means have I mastered it, but, you know, I've learned a lot of things along the way for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's jump into the meat and potatoes of the podcast here. So, so Amrish, I want to know, you know, what got you from being a Gosling and I'm talking like, let's go way back to your, to your, to your roots um, to leave in the nest where you actually had to go out on your own, right? To where you are today. So Amrish, I want to know your backstory. Take me back, take, take me back to your humble beginnings as a Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Well, uh, I mean, uh, as mentioned, uh, born and raised in Calgary. Um, my parents uh, immigrated uh, to Canada from India in the 70s. And so, you know, I lived here in Calgary for all my years up until when I went away for dental school to University of Alberta in Edmonton. And community was always something that was very much instilled um, in my upbringing. Uh, my parents were very much involved in the East Indian community, involved in, you know, our religious community and just helping others because I think you know them coming at the time that they did you know they were they had great people who helped them to also get settled and get to where they were so giving back and volunteering and being involved in in something that you know I think uh helped nourish that part of our life was something that you know I was always involved in in growing up so you know um it's something that through all that time I think um you know community involvement was one of those buckets that I think other areas like though I'm involved in all these other exciting professional aspects I have a lovely family my wife as I mentioned is dentist two lovely girls all these things are are separate buckets is kind of how I look at it and like the community bucket I feel like you don't get it sometimes always filled from these other areas and the the gratification the fulfillment that you know I, I saw in my family and people getting help from others was something that, you know, was always just, I think, instilled in me. So started doing this, I guess, I, what would be my first um, time that I got involved in giving back in community? Like I was always, you know, doing something to volunteer. My parents would encourage me even when I was in high school to be like, well, oh, get out. If you can't get a job, go volunteer something, do something because any experience that you're getting is, is worth it. So it wasn't tied to like, hey, well, I'm doing this and I'm not getting compensated or something. <laughs> it was like, it was about the experience and what I'm giving. And then um, through um, our community, uh, East Indian community, there was an earthquake that hit part of India back, I'm trying to think back now, it would have been probably late 90s. And so I had organized a, through our, our Hindu Youth Association, a fundraising dance to raise money to be able wow. to give back to, um, like we, we raised money. And I think at the time it was about $5,000 and we raised it and then sent it to India for like a relief fund to help with, you know, all the people that, you know, got affected by this earthquake. So I guess that would have been my first official type of community thing that, you know, we had a little committee of friends and members of our, you know, um, uh, our cultural organization that we kind of banded together to do this. And then, you know, I think the next thing from there, like, you know, I, was, I found this always something that was really again, important to me. And uh, when I was in dental school in my, would have been in my second year of dental school. So at the University of Alberta, medicine and dentistry were together. And so we were in all our classes together with medical students and that kind of thing for our first two years. And there was this idea that started floating around about creating this interdisciplinary, um, all, all health professionals from all different allied health in, in, uh, at the University of Alberta coming together, create an interdisciplinary student run clinic. And so this, I don't, can't, you know, totally remember if I got approached or how I got connected to it, but it piqued my interest. And I was like, this is super cool. And so as we went through this, I ended up being sort of the founding dental member of this clinic, which is called the Shine Clinic and uh, specifically Shine Dental Clinic, where we created a, an inner city clinic that runs purely student run every Saturday. And it started with treating just inner city youth and now has expanded to treating the inner city community, working with the Boyle McCauley Health Center in Edmonton. We had the University of Alberta supporting it, the dental community supporting it with dentist volunteers coming and, and doing things to just support and, and supervise the, all students to help with this. So that was like, that was like, I think a real kind of formal part of, of my journey that 
solidified, you know, it was a lot of work to do it, but you know, you find the energy and you find the time to do something that's fulfilling to you. And that's where I say again, the bucket for me was like, it started filling there. And I was like, this is really cool. And I really enjoy this and, you know, organizing uh, students into a board and all these things. So, you know, proud to say that it's going on its 15th year today and, and um, runs every Saturday during the school year in Edmonton. So that was a, a you know, I think the next big one for me. And, and, you know, when I, then when I graduated, things change. I, I don't know if you were about to say something there, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple, no, there's a couple of things that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to play off, but there's one of the questions I, I'm thinking about is, well, there's two of them actually. One is you talked about your parents, um, you know, uh, immigrating from India and coming to Canada and, and they were so, they were so community focused. Um, so my one, my question, do you know where that came from? Like, where did, like, what was it about your parents that were so community focused that you, cause you obviously you learned from them. And where, where did you think that they brought it from? Was it, was it back in India that was so community focused there culturally? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Um, you know, when I look at my memories as a child, I always remember like my dad was an engineer and my mom, you know, she stayed at home with uh, myself and my brother and, you know, was uh, critical to our upbringing there, of course. But like, I always remember like my dad was this person that, you know, people would come to, like, you know, they would be maybe somebody new who again came, say, from India to Canada, and they would be like, well, hey, like, I don't know how to get a job here. I don't know what to do. And somehow he was just like this guy that people would come to. I often remember as a child, like, being at home and somebody would be coming over for tea or something because they were looking to my dad to get advice on like, well, how do I navigate this world? What do I do so I can get settled properly? I brought my family here to have a better life and all these things. So, you know, I remember that. And then I remember, you know, both my mom and dad being very much involved in just, just volunteering and stuff in the community, volunteering, whether it be in school, volunteering and just giving back uh, or just going and like my mom would help with, a lot of seniors that she, you know, she knew that, you know, just giving support or company or something. So it was, um, yeah, it's in, I think, you know, part of it is uh, maybe cultural, like, you know, I think um, in, in our, our culture, like giving and um, maybe hospitality, that kind of thing is important for sure. But that's what I just remember kind of growing up was always like things that I would see. Right. right. So, yeah. Okay. That answers my question. And my second question for you is, uh, was there a defining moment that you had where you knew you wanted to go into dentistry? Yeah, for me, um, you know, I, I did really enjoy like healthcare stuff. Science was always something that piqued my interest. Like uh, when I was in, I want to say probably would have been late elementary, early junior high. They used to have this thing in Calgary called mini university. And it was like a summer camp that you could go to uh, and it would be held at the University of Calgary. And I remember going to the, there was like a science one or an arts one. And my parents put me in the science one. And, and I remember like, we were like dissecting cow lungs and, and cow eyeballs and hearts and all this stuff and learning about it. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So I, I really always, I think, had an, um, a, a gravitation towards medicine and doing so. And I, and, and I, for a long period of time prior to applying for dentistry, debated, did I want to go medicine? Did I want to go dentistry? What? I had uh, shadowed, you know, family, friends, all these kind of things who were both doctors and dentists and everything. I did also have an inkling towards business. Like I enjoyed that. So mm -hmm. um, family is very important to me. That's how I was brought up again. And I, I found that having some autonomy over your life and the ability to guide your life and, you know, have the time for your family and all this stuff comes also from being an entrepreneur and, and having business ownership. And that's, I think what started driving me more to the dentistry side mm. than the medicine, because I, it gave me the opportunity to be involved with patient care. I, I really enjoy the surgical side of dentistry and what we do with implants and bone grafting, gum grafting, all that kind of stuff. So that's where I, you know, I was able to do things with my hands still but I, I was able to maintain balance to my life. Whereas I, I know if I were to, you know, applied and gotten into medicine, I would have wanted to go into some form of probably surgical type specialty, which is very demanding as a career mm -hmm. and very demanding um, in, in terms of time and um, time away from family and that kind of thing. So that's what I think kind of drove me the direction that I was going so that I, 
still uh, always at least had some control over the balance of my my life yeah that's interesting with patients still yeah yeah so my my sister's uh, a physician and she did obstetrics and whatnot and i saw her as she was growing up and um and so i mean i always say medicine medicine isn't a career it's a lifestyle yeah uh, right because it basically kind of runs your life because the fact especially going to a specialty is that you don't know when people are going to need you and you're on call and you're getting pushed and pulled and, and whatnot. So, and, um, and typically there's, I don't find there's a lot of business in, in medicine where there's a little more business in dentistry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's opportunities for sure in medicine on that side, but as a dentist, it's pretty much like, well, Hey, even if you're an uh, associate dentist, you have often your own corporation and you know, start learning about it fairly quick. Um, and if you want to get into ownership, well, the option is always easily there versus navigating, say, like the public health system or something and where you fit into that aspect. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very different. So yeah. when you were, uh, so obviously did you like through university, were you still living at home or did you actually kind of leave the nest and, and start to, when, when, when did you kind of move out and, onto your own? So yeah, I, um, when I, you know, after finishing high school, I did two years of uh, university in Calgary here, and I stayed at home during that time. So I was fortunate to be able to buckle down and have uh, my mom, you know, feed me and <laughs> make sure my clothes are washed and all of that good stuff so that I could really focus on, uh, you know, my education and, and doing what I needed to do to get into dental school. So I was worked hard, was fortunate to get accepted in dental school after two years. And then, then at that time, first time moving away so I moved away to Edmonton and uh, started my four-year journey in, in dental school out there and then from there moved to New York lived in New York for a year and then ended up coming back to Calgary yeah how was that experience of going from Edmonton to New York I mean I mean totally different lifestyle totally different culture uh, different pace how did, yeah. how, did you, how did you find that um you know I I think uh, New York was probably one of the best places that I could say I've ever lived in my life at that time in my life. You know, I, I loved it. I loved the energy. And I, I had interviewed for my uh, general practice residency program all over the Eastern seaboard of the U S like down from Alabama all the way up to New York. And I remember, you know, I was, you know, sitting on the train in New York after completing one of my interviews in a suit and got my carry on and crazy things are happening on this subway train. And, and you're just like, what the heck is going on here? This would never happen. I'm a little naive Canadian just sitting there. And, uh, but then I was like, I love this. And like the energy and the vibe and the people and just like the buzz and everything. So that was a, an amazing, amazing experience, uh, both professionally, educationally, and also just personally, um, you know, I got to live and breathe living in New York city mm -hmm. and, um, also professionally I mean it was an amazing program learned a ton they got a you know loads of experience to be able to come back and, and bring to my my patients too so yeah loved it very different of course from Edmonton and Calgary because you know smaller cities uh, into like the Big Apple mm -hmm. but yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> so what brought you back to Calgary just come back to the nest come back to home wanted to be yeah Exactly. Just kind of be uh, back to family again. Um, from a professional opportunity perspective, uh, being a Canadian citizen and resident um, there in New York, there were limitations behind staying and practicing as a dentist that, you know, if you were on a visa versus a, a green card holder or an American citizen, you have, there was restrictions around where and how I could work. You know, um, Alberta, Calgary is not overly saturated. So you can come back, you can find a good position and you can start earning a, a good income and get good experience. So whereas, you know, in some of these larger centers like New York, I mean, it's it's competitive and it's expensive to live. So I was uh, fortunate when I lived as a student there, like in a, as a resident, I got subsidized housing, subsidized food. I got all this kind of stuff. As soon as you're like, okay, you're done, you're on your own. <laughs> Now you're paying big, big bucks to enjoy the New York lifestyle, right? And right. you're not making the big, big bucks yet. So, yeah. So and you come out of school quite heavily in debt. As a <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, do I add to the debt side of things or do yeah. I maybe start paying some of that off? See, going, going back to see, going back to your whole business side of things. I get it. I get it. This is all, this is all coming around. Yeah, so, yeah. 
you know, and we talked a little bit earlier, kind of where you are today, right? So, I mean, obviously you're, you're doing your surgeries, you're, you're running your AI, you're running business, you're, you're helping, you're leading, um, you're doing all those kind of things like that. So we kind of already led into the, where you are today, and I will get into, um, into the cause of smile bit yet. So, but before we get there, um, so Amrish, I want to like, I believe that we're all odd ducks. I believe that we're all misfits. Um, and so can you tell me about a time when, when you didn't fit in and it could be positive or negative and, and what did you do differently to stand out? And, and when I say this, I always tell people like, I, I always say, what, this is what makes you awesome. And I'm not saying coming from your ego, but what is it that's, that's unique to you that you've done differently that makes you an odd duck that's actually got you to stand out? Yeah, that's a good, uh, good question. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think if I just, I can't say I have a defining moment for that, but I, I'd say I, I have always tried to do what I do a little bit different in the sense that I, I think, you know, I, I value the potential that I have and the ability of what I can deliver to others. And I don't let really anybody want to hold me back from that. Right. And so whatever it is, if I got my eyes set on a way to do things, then I will just go with it. So even when I came back and started working, I knew I had learned a unique skill set from my residency and my interest in the time I'd put in to, to learn that. I'd put in a lot of additional time, but I didn't follow just your regular path of coming back and just finding a general practice and working at one clinic. Like I positioned myself to be, you know, an, an internal referral essentially when it came to sedation and surgery. So I could provide care to those patients at the practice that a patient was used to. So I I started working at, you know, at one point, probably four or five different practices, just doing that type of treatment for, for clinics. So different approach than, you know, just come back, find, you know, one, one or two little clinics, learn the, the game, learn the business, eventually grow your patient base, and then maybe take over from a retiring dentist. Like, so I took that differently. And I, I think uh, what makes me the odd, odd duck, because as I take that even through everything that, you know, I've done thereafter is that. I, you know, I push myself hard and um, I'm very driven to do what, you know, I believe in, but sometimes maybe the rest of those around me are not as, <laughs> as driven or, and I don't mean that in a bad way because they're, it's not that they're not driven, but we go at maybe different paces. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, you know, had to learn that I think over the years too, that not everybody is, you know, you, you kind of expect sometimes of others, what you expect of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's not always practical or realistic or fair, right? Correct. And so, so yeah, so I think, you know, um, it's, it's a, a good understanding that I've come to and, you know, leading and working with partners and people and employees and everything that, you know, I have to sometimes slow down myself a little bit to make sure that I can, you know, lead others in a way that is effective still. Um, on the flip side, I still keep trying to drive all the other things that I want to do. And then, you know, I've valued and, and grown to get people along with that in those different areas. So the other things that I'm doing, whether it be education, cause a smile, um, or my, my AI tech startup, like all these companies, you know, I've, I can't do it all without great people too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I have great people in, in our dental business, my partners there, everybody in all these different businesses, because we can't do it without each other, but, and see, that's what makes me the odd duck is maybe I'm a get, get it going and then I got to slow it down a little bit to make sure, hey, we, we keep driving everybody in a good, good way. So let me ask you this. Um, when you're looking at like, the people that you're helping and whether that be not, not necessarily your patients, but I mean, on the, even on the business side and other dentists and all the things you're trying to do to, to, to move the, the industry forward, right? For, for an end, what I'm hearing from you is also for greater patient care at the end of the day. But when you look at all the people that are around that you're trying to help, are they coming to you for your help or are you going to them? Um, yeah, that's a, an interesting observation too. I think, I mean, as, as my time has gone on in all these different areas, I'd say I'm fortunate that people are coming to me now. Like, so there's, there's people that want to learn something from me. That's how my education thing formalized. I I'd wanted to do education. I was always trying to figure out a way to do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had another colleague who was like, Hey, can you help me? I want to learn this. And I was like, okay. And so I started kind of trying to formalize something and then you get another one. Right. And mm -hmm. 
and even in um, our board in Cause to Smile was just so fortunate that people, you know, came and were connected to me and said, this is amazing. Like, I want to be a part of this, right? And even with Oracue and so on too. So, yeah. What's been really interesting um, is in, in talking to people like yourself and having people on the podcast, what I've, what I've come to realize over time, there's certain moments when we're young that sort of really establish the things that we do later on in life. And when I, the reason I asked you that question is just by listening to you and you think about for a second, the thing, all the things that you're doing and people are coming to you looking for advice, looking for guidance, looking for help, whatnot. What, what, what did you observe as a child when somebody came over for tea with your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're doing the same thing that you witnessed when you were a kid. Right. And you're, and you're, and really the way that I see it, like that, that to me is creating ripples in the pond, right? Your dad created ripples for others to help others to move forward. And you're actually doing the same thing just in a different capacity. Cool. That is awesome. <laughs> So, which is going to be the perfect segue into the next question. And I'm going to see where you, where you want to go with this, but can you tell me about a time when someone did something for you that left an impact on your life that really left a mark? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, uh, we all are thankful for our parents. I think, you know, my parents are very supportive and have left multiple impacts on, on my life for sure, in terms of supporting me to where I am today. But, you know, through my professional side of things too, um, I've had wonderful, amazing mentors, um, you know, when I was in dental school, all the way up until today with coaches and, and mentors that have, you know, been the individuals in my life that probably propelled me to that next step forward, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think people come into your life at the time that you need them, and they get you to that next piece, and they leave a lasting impression. And you know, and I, you know, I had a, had a wonderful soccer coach. I was really into soccer when I was young and played a ton of soccer for many, many years before my parents said, you got to kind of buckle down and get a real career and not be trying to for the Canadian soccer team. But you had a coach then that would, you know, I was wanting to be the best that I could be then. And he would always, you know, didn't matter. I wanted to be an extra, have an extra practice session with him, whatever. He would do it. And, you know, I still, I think a lot of the life lessons I learned and that brought me into all these other things, you know, stem a lot from those experiences I had in terms of just doing what I needed to do to get to that next step and having the support from somebody to do it. And then in, in dental school, when I did start the Shine Clinic, that was something that I had like zero idea how to do. I wasn't even a dentist yet. And, uh, you know, I was just learning. But one of my mentors at that time, um, uh, Dr. Kruti, he was somebody that left a, left, a, left a lasting impression on me because he always supported me through that. He was, became my advisor for the Shine Clinic and said, just don't worry, like, we'll get it. We'll figure it out, right? So like, okay, I need to get students right. We needed to raise money. We needed to figure out how do we run this? And his thing always was like, you just keep doing what you're doing and don't worry, we will figure it out. And, you know, and that support got us to get to where we needed to be and to have this amazing clinic that's supported through today. And then, you know, I've had um, clinical mentors, you know, through my professional life again, too, when I'm trying to, you know, excel as in what I'm doing as a practitioner that, again, supported me to do a procedure or something that, you know, they were like, yeah, you can do this You're, I'm here with you kind of thing and propel you there. And then I'd say now, you know, business coaches, um, some through tech, some not through tech that, you know, have been those who have constantly encouraged and, and motivated me to, to keep going with whatever crazy idea I come up with next. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. You know, and something that you, that you said that's kind of interesting is that even um your you know your mentor and teacher in, in in dentistry when you talk about this you know um the uh, the shine clinic right was you know just hang on don't worry we'll figure it out and it kind of reminded me of what you were saying earlier for sometimes when you get going fast is sometimes to stop yourself for just a second go okay wait we got to figure you know the guy got to wait for other people to catch up but we can wait to wait we'll figure it out it's kind of the same yeah kind of hear the same kind of pattern there too as well which is interesting so those influence it's amazing how those influences and people in your life have have such a lasting impact on your personal growth yeah absolutely right. yeah and really grateful and thankful for them because i know you know sometimes you don't keep in touch or 
see them for years or you know like I mean I have I haven't talked to my soccer coach and you know since I was in soccer right but it's somebody that you always remember right right yeah yeah I still remember my hockey coach when I was like five or six I I, I still remember him right it was he just had that he just had that lasting impact yeah absolutely so let's get to the meat and potatoes of the podcast here Amrish, because i really want to i want to dive into what you're you know again that's what this is all about is what are you what what's something that you're doing uh to better the pond or make the world a better place so so what are you doing presently right now to better the pond and and more importantly Amrish, is why are you doing it so this is where you get to showcase all the great things that you're doing to make the world a better place yeah, no, thank you. And, and uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity for, to be able to talk about all these things today. And so for me, it is Cause to Smile. So Cause to Smile is um, a not-for-profit not that um, I founded during uh, the pandemic, actually. So when we got shut down um, two years ago, as a dentist, we were shut down in our clinical practice for about three months-ish or so. And so that was uh, a time where I had a lot of time because <laughs> normally I'm used to having no time and uh, you know, it was an amazing time to be with my kids, uh, my wife, um, just be together, but it really sparked that free creativity time in my life too. And um, I started, you know, reflecting on things because when, you know, I was involved in all these community things through school, like you have structure at that time. Right. And mm-hmm. then you come out of school and you kind of are just, you know, world is your oyster do whatever you want and however you want. And then there you go through different phases, right? Like I had to, you know, work and start learning professional work and pay off debt. And then, you know, you get married and you're enjoying that phase. But I kept going back to something always. Like I would volunteer at the Cups Clinic in Calgary um, as a dentist and just do things that still keep feeding that bucket. But I, it always been my dream to formalize something to give back in a, in a bigger way again. And so during the, the pandemic uh, shutdown, after three weeks of watching way too much Netflix, and I was like, I need to like do something. I started, you know, locking myself in this office here in the mornings and, uh, you know, just doing some work and learning and just trying to grow and stuff. And I said, you know, I want to work on aligning, you know, feeding these buckets in a more formal way. And so didn't know what I was really doing or what I was creating at the time. And I, I'd actually, you know, re- found like, uh, um, you know, we were talking too about, you know, that energy at that time was just so draining, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. was in a, in a tough place, uh, rightfully so. But how do we shift that energy? How do we bring positivity? How do we create an opportunity out of this? How do we do all these things? So that's where a lot of my mind started going. And I started trying to, I held a webinar with an author from this book called uh, Let That Shit Go, <laughs> as Nina Purewell. And, and there was a book I read and I said, hey, it's amazing for you just to talk about this. Can I reached out throughout LinkedIn and I was like, you want to do this? And she was like, sure. And so we had about 70 people on a little webinar to help people bring mindfulness to what they were doing. And then I, I said, okay, I, I want to formalize what I'm doing here with, you know, getting back involved in the community, create some structure in my life around that's why I actually do it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started two things. One is I created two scholarships um, in honor of my dad who had, had passed away uh, for Shine Dental students in Edmonton so that they can be, you know, recognized and rewarded for all the work that they were doing at that clinic day in, day out. And then I, I approached a friend of mine, Dan, who's a, a marketing and branding agency and I said I got this idea that I just want to like do something to rally the dental community around giving back we I felt um I felt the urge that I wanted to find a way to give back to people and help during that time because we weren't considered a frontline worker so we were just stuck in the at home right and we couldn't help anywhere in anything even though we're part of the healthcare ecosystem and because we were dealing in patients' mouths and, and nobody knew about the transmission and the degree and all that stuff at that time, we were pretty much like told that unless it's like, you know, there's pretty much no reason for you to see a patient. If it's a truly emergency, you got to send them to the hospital because we didn't want to be working in a patient's mouth and all of a sudden you, co- you contract COVID now and who, who's helping you and did you spread it amongst the office and whatever. So until they kind of figured that out a little bit, for a while we were just sitting here. And so is that there's there's a bunch of healthcare practitioners who are dentists who all want to find a way to be contributing to in some way or form right now to what's going on in our society. 
So I said, how can we just rally the dental community together and find a way to give back beyond the walls of our clinics? And so my, my friend uh, Dan helped me found and form this, um, you know, what's called Cause to Smile Today. I had a really bad name for it <laughs> and it made much better. And uh, yeah, I started all that journey. He said, hey, I believe in what you're doing. I'm going to help you. We're going to create a website and we're going to find a way to give back. And so the first initiative we created was with Canadian Blood Services because at that time they had a, a big need for blood donations because of everything being you know, shut down again um, for the donation clinics and events and all that kind of stuff. So how the, I said, this is a great way where like everybody's been in a bind financially. We're not asking for financial donations. Just go give time and blood and we can all do that. So rallied people around that in, in July of 2020 kind of kept the process going. And then I said, hey, I want to support um, grassroots organizations that are, are not specific to dental care because there's amazing dental um, organizations out there that are already doing great things to give back to through dental care. But we as professionals and dental professionals also want to give back to our community. And where can we find that? So then that um, fall and winter, I was looking for an organization to support and uh, connected with Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter because there was a huge need there due to just the mental health side of things and everything with, again, shutdowns and closures and, and the need to support women and children. They were a wonderful organization to partner with. So we started our first campaign to raise money and uh, goods, uh, essential, winter essentials goods for children. And we um, started with the goal to raise 12,500 and ended up blowing it out of the water and um, got the support of uh, the community to raise just under $25,000. Wow. So that went to adopt um, uh, families at the shelter, women and children, provide them with winter essentials. So then that takes us into 2021. And I said, okay, this is awesome. And like you were saying, you know, how did, you, did people get attracted to this? And I had awesome friends and colleagues who were all like, this is great. Like, I love this. How can I be involved? And so I formalized the board in uh, spring of 2021 and have, um, a, you know, five of us all sitting on this board now with some dentists and some non-dentists who are just an amazing, amazing group of people that I couldn't do this without have come together and bring amazing ideas perspective and excitement around us driving giving back to the community so we we hunkered down from would have been probably April till September last year and just said we need to treat this like a business and we're all business owners everybody in that group are involved in some businesses in some way shape or form and create a proper formal strategy behind what we're doing so that this can be a sustainable not-for-profit organization not just an idea that we do a campaign and it fizzles away. And our goal is we want to have a chapter in, you know, every city and province and state, you know, in North America wide and uh, make this a, a wonderful uh, way for the, you know, dental community and any of those connected to the dental community. Like we have members on our board are not part of the dental community and we had many, many donors who are not too. So did that launched our campaign in um, winter of 2021 now um, doing a similar theme again of supporting women and children's needs. And this time we decided to go from um, the Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter in Calgary and also expand to Edmonton. So we worked with an organization called E4C. So it could be a province-wide initiative and uh, supporting again um, their school nutrition program in Edmonton and also the Women's Emergency Accommodation Center in Edmonton. So we wanted to be ambitious and double our goals of 50K for um, the end of 2021. We got close, so we got to $42,000. And so we were able to distribute that evenly between um, both you know, Northern and Southern Alberta and able to support 12 women and their families and 250 school children for um, healthy meals. So that was uh, tremendous support from both the dental community in Alberta and the non-dental community, so many other donors outside of it. And um, yeah, and now we're taking it into to 2022 here, just continually trying to grow our, our proof of concept of what we're doing and uh, excited to have um, what we're having our in first in-person event we're gonna be having in May, which is called a Cause to Connect event. And it's all around driving and building, um, you know, a networking opportunity, a learning opportunity. We want to connect together, we want to learn together, but all around the premise of giving back to community again. So we're going to, we have some exciting things that we're just working on right now about bringing some really cool, fun business 
type, you know, things together, but it's not going to be just for dentists again, but, you know, bring the professional community together. Anybody who wants to be interested and involved in that, have something fun to be looking forward to. We're all looking forward to in-person connection. And, but again, tie it all back to community again. So everybody there, like, that's what we're here for is, um, you know, we're, that's what's brought us together and uh, continually wanting to grow our reach so we can, you know, grow our impact bigger and bigger. You just actually went on to a word. I was looking at some notes. So it was interesting when we spoke last, was it last week when we were supposed to do this and it didn't kind of pan out, right? You were, you were, you were, um, you were busy in surgery, but, um, but one of the things you said to me that I, that I, that stuck with me, right. Was where can I make an impact? Is what you'd said to me and, and everything you just said, right. That whole monologue there, right. Really kind of comes, I think just really kind of comes back to that statement, right. And that's just kind of you. And I kind of, I'm weaving this back into what makes you an odd duck, right. Is that it's like, where can I make an impact? And there's nothing more powerful in an idea whose time has come. And right. And so you came up with this idea and look at the impact that you're having, like, you know, and you wanted to go actually like North America. That I mean, that is very, very powerful. Cool, thank you. <laughs> that is, like that, really. That's that is exceptional. Um, and coming from the dental community, which typically you don't hear. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, we're we're excited to see the excitement behind it. And um, you know, I was talking to one of our board members a few months ago, who's not you know, formally in the dental community, say like, you know, what inspired you to want to get involved in, in cause of smile, right? Yeah. And, and she said, hey, she's like, I didn't have to be part of the dental community formally to do this. I was just inspired by what you guys are doing and I want to be a part of it. And, and that really, I found was really cool to hear because, you know, I, I was trying to find a way like to, how do we build that reach further? Because we don't need just a bunch of dentists only coming together to do this, right? Like, right where you, you know, you're connected to people in the business community, you're connected to patients, you're connected, you have friends, you have family, like, why can't they all come together and be involved? But, you know, we're, we're inspiring through the dental community to do this, but we're excited to just bring anyone and everyone to be a part of it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that is, I mean, that's, that's, it's just exceptional. Um, and I think, you know, you think of all the, the impact you're having on the people's lives that you're, that, that you're helping, right? So whether it's, it's women and children and, and again, and you look at the ripple effect that that's playing out, right? The stuff, the stuff that you'll never see, right? But it just keeps going out and out and out because of an idea that you had. Yeah, like absolutely. And, and, I, and I have to recognize all of our board members because, you know, I, I brought the idea um, and uh, it started with the vision, but I would never be able to execute on what we're doing without them. So yeah, it's a, uh, great, great people to be involved with and people that are just, again, also so excited about giving back to the community. It's a lot of fun to be around. Absolutely. So looking back and looking forward and, and the lessons learned along, along your journey, can you kind of just paint me a, a picture of your golden pond? What do you, what do you think that, you know, in, in the work that you're doing, what does that future look like for you? I think the, the future for me, um, these areas, like a lot of what we talked about today are really what drives me, fuels me, gives me that excitement and passion. And I, I hope, and I think where my purpose truly is, right? Like where I can make that impact, like we were just talking. And I, I would love to have more and more of my time be in those areas. And so that, you know, I, I, you know, I love being a clinician and I love the impact again, I'm making on my patients and I don't ever see myself not being a clinician. Mm-hmm. But now that I have these other buckets of things that I'm doing and I feel the reach is larger and stronger there and impactful in different ways that I I would love to that's my golden pond is that uh, the more I can be doing in those sides the more I think impact that I think I can truly be giving uh, to others so yeah which which would make the world a better place yeah absolutely so my last question, which I did not, I did not give you on, on, on the list of questions prior to. So we're gonna, we're gonna stick you with this one. So Amrish, if you were standing on the top of a mountain and the whole world was intently listening to you, what would you say? Uh, 
to follow your dreams and don't let anybody hold you back. So say that again. <laughs> follow your dreams and don't let anyone hold you back. <laughs> and again, yeah, everybody's dream is something that's going to make the pond a better place or better the pond, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that's powerful too. And I think that goes back to even like your messaging of have making an impact, right? Is that don't let anybody hold you back because right you can have an idea that can that can change and if if someone says well you know i don't think that's a good idea don't let that stop you from actually like following that that dream and that passion absolutely <laughs> so you know amarish i want to really thank you ever so much um like for your time your stories for everything that you're doing to better the pond you're making an incredible impact on the world um you know with, with cause a smile and for the shine dental clinic and just being who you are, right? And, and all the patients, everything that, that you affect on a day-to-day basis. So I really want to thank you for everything that you do. And so if anyone wants to find you and find the cause or be involved in the cause, right? Where can they go to find you? Yeah, so for Cause to Smile, um, we have cause2smile.com. So um, that's the, our website. Um, it is a a simple website at the moment, but it'll have, you know, all of our, our details and everything on there and it continually uh, is evolving. Um, and if anyone uh, yeah, wants to reach out to me has any questions or anything like that, the best email to get a hold of me at is, is amrish at oracu.ai and, and I'll give you all the, the spellings of all that so you can link to it for sure in your, your podcast here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, and I would encourage you know, people to actually to reach out to whether it's through the website or whether you personally um, to get involved. I mean, I think this is very impactful. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful organization. And the only way it's going to get bigger is if people if, if people join in, right? And, and yeah, we would love that. I mean, we are looking to always continue to grow our board and, um, you know, volunteers as well, too. So, you know, anybody that's inspired uh, or interested in anything that we talked about today would love them to reach out because, yeah, we're just, we, the more great people we have behind us, again, the, the more we can do. And and I, I really appreciate your time too, Erin. This is amazing what you're doing and, um, you know, helping, you know, I've listened to some of your other ones and seeing the other individuals on there, like all the great things people are doing and, and putting that word out there, um, you know, it's, it's such a positive energy and and an inspiration. So thank you as well for having me on us today. Well, thank you. And that's, that was the whole idea behind it. I mean, I created this in, in the pandemic as well as there was so much negativity. I said, you know, we have to tell good stories. We have to tell positive stories and inspire others. And that's exactly 100% why you're here because you're doing exactly uh, what, what, what I'm trying to achieve, right? Is just keep spreading the good word and keep creating ripples. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. It was a great time here. It was a great time with Amrish. And this is Warren Berry, and I'm flocking off to take you beyond the pond to better the pond because we're better together. Thank you, Amrish. Thank you. Well, thanks for landing on the Better the Pond podcast. Do you know someone who should be in our flock? Contact Warren at warren at instinctivesolutions.ca to tell us their story. Until next time, what ripples will you create? Cheers.